Um, <laughs> hello, and your awkward <laughs> welcome to uh, <laughs> the Comics Pals podcast known as Pals Pulls. This is a show where uh, three humans and a wild monkey talk about comics. Oh, don't talk about Tyler like that. That's fucked up. Tyler's not the one who let out that crazy noise. You sound like, like a hibiscus or maybe a uh, macaque. Uh, definitely macaque. Yeah. Wonderful. Mine doesn't uh, make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a roaring start. Uh, if you're watching us live, please do uh, say hello. We've got five books this week. Out them? There you go. That's the cue. <laughs> Uh, because this was such a big week. The industry finally said, oh, uh, January's a, an actual month. We should probably put some books out. So they put them out. Uh, said, Fuck your wallet. Yep. All in the same week. We got Sins of Sinister, number one. The, uh, the first event of the year. The first event starting uh, of the year. We got uh, Action Comics. 1051. This was actually the listener pick. Now, uh, look, there was a tie. All right. It, it, it's, just, it's just true. Okay. There was a tie. It was Action Comics, and I think it was Darkwing Duck. Well, with Action Comics. I know, right? It's no, so what a tie. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's not how I thought that would go. I thought Detective Comics would do a bit yeah. better. I bought Darkwing Duck anyway because I'm actually excited for it, but Action Comics did win the listener poll, or we went with Action Comics uh, because uh, you guys love DC. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that. Uh, Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> a little behind <laughs> hey, the too. scenes. Batman, One Bad Day, Catwoman, number one. Uh, there, are, there are a few left of these things, these One Bad Days. We're probably not going to do the rest, though. No, of course not. Why would we? Um, Human Target number 11, the penultimate issue. And uh, Junkyard Joe number four. Finally. Our old boy. Yes. So before we get into those reviews, do want to let you guys know how you can find and support the show all over the internet. We are, of course, the Comics Pals on all social media platforms. That does happen to include TikTok. Watch our uh, watch our YouTube shorts. Those are doing really well. We've got uh, bite-sized content from the show on youtube shorts we also post those on instagram as was, reels or whatever they're called i was real tempted to take your your captain marvel take completely out of context and make you look horrible but uh i gave you already kind of did there that <laughs> was literally the only thing i cut out of your stuff was literally the uhs and ums there was no that was all the context there but that's not the context of the whole conversation tyler i'm just saying it's doing numbers it's, so i did something it, right <laughs> <laughs> damn Man takes my words. <laughs> your words, Sean. Your words. Post, post them on, uh-huh. c- cut them up and post them online and says he's doing something right. My Tyler. words. <laughs> yeah. Tyler took the words that came out of my mouth mm-hmm. and put them online. I'm like the AI art of podcasting. <laughs> you you kind of are. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Um if you want to uh, support us best, that's patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys and get access to some cool content at the $3 tier. Of course, you can get our newsletters, uh, which one of us gets one out every single week, totaling four a month. So for three bucks a month, you're getting four uh, very, very uh, 
intricately crafted and uh, hardly worked on newsletters. So what Marco put out this week. It was me this week. Wow, asshole. <laughs> is that C is it is that C on your cup meant for cock because you're a dick? Yeah, that was a, a, that was a, a stretch. A I'm sorry. Was, today. Marco, I was wow. thinking it earlier, trust me. I, I I when we made the first bit, I was gonna say something, but we kind of moved on. Boy, oh boy, it's getting hot in here. Uh if you want to watch this or any of our other shows live, you can do that on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, this show at 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. The main show, 10.15 a.m. Eastern, Saturdays. Definitely tune into the main show this week. Should be fun. Right? Mm, you I, don't trust that, I don't trust that smirk. I, uh, I've had some, some comics news happening to me this week, and I can tell you, it's not fun. <laughs> All right. I, I just thought we had fun on the main show. That's all. I thought it was a fun podcast. But okay. I guess not. Uh, join our Discord server. We're always having sometimes. fun over there. <laughs> no? Sometimes you're a, little, you're a little devious. Right? What are you talking about? Like you, can I'm you, telling can you the listeners. Can you try growing out one of those like, twirly mustaches? Because I feel like you'd be a good mustache twirler. That would that look, look really weird on me. Honestly, but, Sean, I don't think it would. I think you could pull it off. No, Sean, don't listen to him. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Don't listen to me when it comes to Facebook. Tyler, Tyler's a troll. Um, I'm simply telling the listeners that we're going to have a fun time on Saturday. But uh, we're also going to have a fun time here. So let's let's get into uh, Sins of Sinister number one. This is the first in an event series that is uh, all over the place, literally. You have to read, what is it, like four or five different um, overall series to catch the whole event. Um, spread out across various creative teams. This particular introduction to the event is written, of course, by Kieran Gillen, Lucas Wernick on art. Um, many, many people listed as special guest artists. Let's see. Uh, Jeffrey Shaw, Marco Chiquetto, Juan Jose Rip, uh, David Baldion, Travel Foreman, Carlos Gomez, Federico Vincenti, David Lopez, Joshua Casara, and Stefano Caselli. Brian Valenza on colors, Clayton Cowles uh, on letters, and Jay Bowen did the designs. Anybody else? Oh, wait, who did the edit? Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's our um, bit now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about that. yeah. No, uh, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, so Sinister, as we learned in the last issue of Immortal X-Men, Immortal X-Men number 10, has implanted himself in the DNA of the premier psychics on the uh, council. And this issue shows how that spreads like wildfire. Uh, sinister is everywhere. Sinister is everyone. Everyone everywhere all at once, that's sinister. Um, and he's pursuing the goal of overcoming what he knows is the future which is essentially a singularity in which uh, all of humanity is sucked up like goop by the, uh, by the, um, the uh, phalanx. So yeah, that's what we got here. If you like sinister, if you've been having fun, probably love this. If you haven't, 
if Sinister's not fun for you, then how much was this comic? Seven bucks? Six bucks? I can think of a lot of other things you could do with six bucks. That's my review. Oh, oh, really? Hmm. You oh. weren't a fan then? No. <laughs> I don't like Sinister anymore. I, <laughs> I thought this was kind of fun. Honestly. So one thing I want to bring up before I talk about the actual content of the book. Um, what do you think of this, this formatting that, that Marvel's been doing with events? I think they did the same thing with Dark Web. Dark Web finale comes out next week. They had a Dark Knight alpha, uh, Dark Web alpha or whatever, and then a whole bunch of tie-ins in between. Um, do you like that kind of style of it where it's not really a main event like line you could you could just target? You can kind of pick and choose what you want to read depending on the characters involved. What I think is interesting is it's making it feel faster. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yep. It is and faster. I, Dark Web started in December, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I think I, I think I might like that. And they feel, I don't know if it's just the nature of these events in particular, but Dark Web feels short. Mm. And I think Sinister is going to kind of wind up being similar. Even though it's going until April, that's the weird part. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the checklist, uh, Dark Web kind of had a lot in a condensed period of time. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dark Web had Amazing Spider-Man, which is like what, bi-weekly or something like that, um, and Dark Web X-Men had Miss Marvel tie-in, had the Black Cat Mary Jane, had a lot kind of in it at once. Um, where I guess this is more similar to X Lives X Deaths, not really. Um, where it's just singular tie-ins. Anyway, just a little observation it, I had. It feels more like uh, Empire to me. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, see that. So it's going to be good. The Al, the Al Ewing one. <laughs> um, that it, you know, it feels like a, 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 an, a an event, but that it's, you know, the difference being that it's taking place over several different titles. Um. Instead of waiting for the, you know, the, the, the key moments in the, the main issues. Mm. I mean, to get to the, to the actual meat of the, of the book though, I thought this was dumb fun. Um, this feels like, this feels like age of apocalypse in a way where like, I have the knowledge of how comics works and I know like that's not going to stick, you know? It kind of feels like that, where it's like, all right, I get to see this alternate reality, this alternate future that is kind of rooted in my reality, or at least the the, the main 616 continuity, um, but this weird offshoot that could potentially be. Um, and I know there, the issues come up. I know, like, Philosopher King, you two mentioned, like, how do you, where's the stakes then? If we know, all right, this obviously isn't the actual future because it's only in this book and the tie-ins, and we know it's going to be resolved at the end. Uh, I think there's that, but I think it's fine to have fun anyway. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then like the, those those splash pages in here were great. Um, that one splash page with Thanos and Juggernaut and how he used like chimeras to make that, I loved it. Um, so uh, this was kind of fun to me, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'll go out on a limb. This was definitely fun i i had a good time walking through all this because i think it also for me solidified the fact that 
knowing we're going to go into this alternate timeline reality for what sins of sinister are but that means if we're going back we're not going back to pre-kokoa we're going back to krakoa again and one of my worries post hickman leaving is we're gonna are we gonna regress be, like before krakoa but if the the i guess the meat and potatoes of the x-men now if that's the island actually that bolstered my confidence and on top of that i thought this was a this is a cool spin i i think they they did something different when they brought the mutants to krakoa when they started the the dawn of x and then now this feels like i'll be a goofy but it continues that spirit of we're doing something radically different. Now this is spread across the entire world. There's been, we have this megalomaniac who is leading the charge of all of these changes and that's weird and it feels good. Guys, I think I like this as an event. But you also like Onslaught, so this kind of tracks. Yeah. I do like Onslaught. That's right. That's not a knock on you either. I think Onslaught has its, its... And, and it's definitely not a bit, so... I'm I'm dying to not talk about Onslaught and hear what Kale has to say about this. <laughs> I am in the middle. I, I sort of had fun. Had fun with everything that wasn't the main Sinister. Because when he came on and started talking, I didn't understand a word he said. <laughs> like it was all technical mumbo jumbo of like what he was trying to do and all this and I just like I just, I couldn't I felt like I couldn't keep up. Luckily when I turned the page it was the the infographic or whatever and I went oh, okay thank you. But you I just like I got to that point. Sorry? You said thank you to an infographic? That's I think a first for this this show. I like the infographics. Oh okay. I, I've I've always read them. I've always found them really good, mostly. Um, but I, man, for a long time, I felt like I couldn't keep up because of just all the mumbo jumbo that they were talking. Um, but I I I'm interested in everything. I, and this sounds stupid to say because it's a sinister event, but everything surrounding sinister but when sinister is actually on the page i'm i check out yeah same I, I yeah i mean i i'm all for fun like tyler said like there's no reason we can't have fun i'm all about fun this ain't fun to me i just i don't find this to be fun i don't think it's fun to see characters act so stupid like all right Sinister got it over on the X-Men. Okay, sure. I'll I'll accept that. Also, I called that by the way, that all of them were actually clone just gonna pat myself. We all said that, you fuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> we all said that. Sinister's whole thing is clones. What do you mean? Tyler is obsessed lately with what he got right and wrong. Hey, we I all got, said I got, that. it's the only thing I can look forward to in life. Unless I mean I, I watched the episode a couple times, you know, I'm just saying. He's, he's he's experiencing trauma from the uh, the Urencho. He needs to get those points. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, right. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna know if I have the points by like November. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Captain America lets them inject him with the X gene, and we're supposed to accept that. That was weird. 
Yeah. And no, the, that didn't happen. Tony yeah. Stark? Yeah. <clears throat> this is why I don't take the vaccine. <laughs> Wait, is, is Sins of Sinister just an anti-vax propaganda book? Sense. Just saying. Oh my God, Tyler, you annoy me, and then you say something so funny. <laughs> I gotta even it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Look, I, I don't. Anyone who had fun with this, like, totally, I'm there with you. Like, if if you enjoy things, that's phenomenal. But I, this is bordering on like, even Superior Spider-Man. Like, that book had a heart, and I. I didn't read it. I couldn't do it. Once they went that way with Doc Doc Ock, I can't do it. I I stopped purchasing. I didn't buy Spider-Man for years. This is in that range for me as far as like what feels like fan fiction. Like I don't mm. I don't believe this. I don't believe Sinister's that smart. I don't believe he's that good. I don't believe he could get it over on the Avengers. I think the Avengers would have squashed the X-Men. Uh, if this sort of situation really came down, there's just no way. This would have been an all-out war that the X-Men don't they don't win. And if you want to convince me that they win, you need to show me that. And they don't. It breezes by everything that I need to know to buy this to tell me more jokes with Sinister in them. And I don't care. It's not funny. How many times is Sinister going to sit in a room with a cat and make a joke? To himself. I think I know why I like Sinister. <laughs> I think one of the big things that lost me was when magic was kicking over Asgard. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. Like, what 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 am I looking on? at? Because it's a splash page too. I just, what? <laughs> she got like Surtur sword and had her own Ragnarok going on. See, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, all right. Everything... I've been reading comics my whole life. I don't know what the fuck you're talking Skill about. Skill issue. Everything that Kieran Gillen does in the X verse that doesn't involve Sinister, I really like. Yeah. Hmm. But when it comes to this character, he just, he's got a rager. He really does. And he has for a decade when he wrote him uh, when they were still on Utopia or whatever. And I get it. It's cool. That's your favorite character, but he's not mine. Can somebody else get something? Please. But that's that's my rant. Is I'm I'm passing. The art's solid. There are several several different artists. It was hard to keep track for me of who was doing what. Um, but it's all pretty solid. But I felt I, like I, the art blended together really well. Like there were only a couple of times where I was like, "Oh, this is different." Sure. And it was and it was it felt very subtle. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that. I they were all sort of variants of what I'm used to in this book or in, yeah. in Immortal, um, from Lucas Warnick. And it and that's great. I just I yeah. I really feel like checking out for the next few months until this event is over. I know we can't, but I want to. I mean, your 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 I, wallet would be grateful if you checked out of X Men for four months. <laughs> yep. Being being yes. being Sartley though, he's gonna he doesn't you know, care. Yeah. Listen, I'll give you permission if that's what you want. Like, we can do it. <laughs> the listeners demand that I torture myself by reading books that I don't like. Ugh. Wait till we get to Pals Polls later. Uh-oh. Pikes. 
So what's the <laughs> verdict on Sins of Sinister? How are we judging this? Uh, yank. It's a yank for me. Yeah, give it a pull. I'm gonna give it a hesitant pull. Mm. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it to the next issue. I would like to see something cool though. Like I would like to see a dark sinister. Like, like I, I feel like there were sort of hints of that. Like a, a more serious sinister in here somewhere. Um. So that's sort of what I'm in in this for. But I, uh, I'm, I could easily be knocked off the wagon. <laughs> I, I, I will say it is nice to see Storm in a higher profile spot in this. Yeah. How? How? Okay. All right. Fine, Tyler. Since you want to bring up Storm, what? She's the main. All right. We go go there. Oh shit. How? How is it? So Sinister's bad, right? He doesn't care about anything, right? Sure. Yeah, so why yeah. Storm alive? Riddle because, me that. Because she, when they were still playing playing a possum, pretending they weren't actually Sinisters. Mm-hmm. She did. She already removed herself from the, the mm-hmm. pool of resurrection protocol, so they, they weren't able, able to like corrupt her DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, once she realized the jig was up, she skedaddled. Why am I talking like a 1950s person? Don't. Why know. not just kill a person like Storm? She's no mega level. You can't. Oh, oh, but she, I. But he's got Charles Xavier. He's got all the, all that power. Um, every he has the power of everybody, mm-hmm. but he can't kill Storm. She used that. Uh, she used the the um. What do they call it? A circuit, a mutant circuit with the Araco to like do a just thunder bomb. So can't go to Araco and kill Storm. Felt like the explanation was that with several people, Storm included, it would call too much attention to what he was trying point, to do. I think it was that was the explanation because it was it wasn't yeah. like five years in the future that was like one year in the future yeah. but but everybody can be sinister if you kill them but so there kill was, them but there was a reason that they couldn't kill her specifically because she had removed herself they they wouldn't be able to bring her back then oh shoot oh no she died Why? in a tragic accident I can't believe it storm's gone this is so terrible I'm just saying, but, it's nice to see Storm doing something, even though if it's an, an alternate future and it really doesn't matter. A lot of, a lot, uh, Kieran Gillen is twisting a lot of things to make this work. That's all I'm saying. The Avengers don't lose to the X-Men if the Avengers aren't in control, or if the if the X-Men aren't in control of their faculties, and Captain America does not take an XG. You didn't, you so, didn't like uh, Ben Grimm choking out the rest of the Fantastic Four? <laughs> that was wild. I don't know what the uh, um, fuck was going on with that. That whole explanation was insane. But for that, do they need to be? Because I I assume that they still have, because he he had mentioned, Sinister had mentioned that he gave them, he was too loose with them. He gave them too much freedom. So I'm assuming that whatever portion is quote unquote being controlled, they're still them. I can can see them beating. I don't don't think they're them. I think they're him. But they're him to only a certain degree. No, I think they're all him. We've seen that the the sinister clones have yeah. minds of their own. Yeah. So yeah. they are him, but they're them in the sense that they have <laughs> they have their own. They're not sinister. Doesn't control his clones. They have agency, just like multiple men. Yeah, they have agency. 
First, you're talking about people getting the jab. Now we're talking about he and them. What are we doing here? Come on. Oh my. All right. You took that in a place that I was not going. So I think that means it's time to close the conversation about Sins of Sinister. Wait, Sean, one, one last question. Not yeah. related to Sins, but for the next book that's coming out, part of this, Storm and the Brotherhood, knowing you're not hyped on Storm right now, how do you feel about going into that book? I appreciate you asking me a question. I will always show up for a Storm book. Um. And I love Storm. I was cr criticizing what I feel doesn't make sense in the fact that Storm survived this at all. Mm. But the but the idea that Storm would lead the resistance, that I'm with. Cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to that one. It's Al Ewing too. So yeah, it's out. It's a, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a no brainer quality book. I think. Yeah. All right, let's shift gears. Listeners want to hear me mad. They also want to pick Action Comics. Every time Action Comics is in the listener poll. So what's that? Three, four months straight, it wins. Um, and it won again. Action Comics 1051. Mm -hmm. uh, they're touting this as the best jumping on point for Action Comics in years. That's what Philip Kennedy Johnson said on social media. I don't agree with that, but I do think uh, there's a lot to like here. Uh, so the main story, which we'll talk about first, is called Speeding Bullets Part 1. Philip Kennedy Johnson... Art by Rafa Sandoval, colors by Matt Herms, letters by Dave Sharp. So this is really just showing us what Metropolis is like now that the super family is united and plus two. Um, and that Metropolis is really under the protection of a lot of super people. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor's got plans. Metallo's doing stuff. And um, yeah, that's it. That's really the issue. That's really the meat of the Philip Kennedy Johnson portion of this comic book. What'd you guys think of that? I'm thankful that Perkins, I love him, but I'm glad he wasn't on this issue. I think that was the biggest problem for me last, the last time we read, uh, was it 1050? It, it just was too dark for the mood, for what oh, Metropolis is, for like his inks are too heavy. And this felt a lot more... I think in tandem with the colors, just a lot brighter, a bit not as gloomy and moody. So I really appreciated that uh, at the very least. And I, I've been following it since we first picked up whatever the first issue we had read over, um, 40 something. I've been reading since and I've been having a lot of fun. This is the first ever Superman ongoing I'm reading. So I'm I'm glad that I'm having a good time. Bill Ken Johnson has a really good voice. And he's brings a really good positive energy to the book. I agree. Um, I, I, this is the same story essentially that they've been running uh, since we picked up on the book because of the listeners. And mm -hmm. so it feels good to be mm -hmm. following this. Uh, I, I've been enjoying it. This is the first time I'm reading Superman on a month to month basis and enjoying myself like wholeheartedly. Even Grant's uh, action comics didn't do it for me quite the way this is so far. That being said, I didn't love this as much as I've loved the prior stuff. Hmm. I think the super family is cool, but this is like one of the problems that I have with like, hey, Superman by himself, super powerful person, you know? 
really, really strong dude. When there's like eight of them or whatever, what is the what is the problem that Metropolis could possibly have? Yeah, that was that was a concern. I just I'm struggling with believing in that. Sorry, my cat literally just put his butthole in front of the camera, and the whole stream just got straight butthole. Um, apologies, yeah. guys, for that one. But um, I loved this. Um, this was my pick. Uh, for two things, it, it's a it just feels like a good ass Superman story, and I like how everyone's here. You know, like Super Smash Brothers style. You know, like everyone's here, mm. um, including like both. You know. Uh, Connor and John, and you even have um, Keenan from uh, China there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Sandoval art, um, but this book did something, and we'll get to the other two stories, but this book did something that, that rarely happens. Um, a, it got me to read the backups, and B, I enjoyed all the backups, um, which I thought was impressive. Uh, I think I enjoyed the backups more than I enjoyed this main story. Really? Okay. Uh, I like the. I mean, I think uh, Connor got got jobbed out a bit in this in this story. I so. was gonna say the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I thought the actual story, what's going on? They're trying to rebuild Metropolis. Yeah, it's a little you know traditional Superman story, but I just think it's uh it it, it just feels good to me. Like it feels optimistic in a way that I don't think Superman. A lot of Superman writers really get. And I think Johnson really gets it. Um, but yeah. Don't all of the super peoples, can't they speak multiple languages? Uh, I mean, I would imagine that's up to their learning. I'm not sure if they... Isn't that like a power? Like, can't Superman just speak other languages? I don't know that. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. I think Superman can because he studied at super speed. Like, I think you you can justify Superman having it and they all have the capacity for it, but I'm not sure they all do. Like, um, Supergirl is shown to speak Chinese in this. Right, but then Keenan doesn't, but then, like, other people don't speak it, but then Keenan doesn't speak English, but then they, like, I just, I was confused. I thought thought everybody was just, like, a polyglot. It's, It's not a, it's not part of their power set, but I think they all have the capacity for it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, what's your what's your take here? I don't like these new suits for the rest of the family. <laughs> I love it. Agreed. They're I, uh, they're okay. I I love the do I, don't hear me wrong. I love the suits. I don't like them for the super family. I think uh, they're too. I think they're too uniformy for the superman family okay um they're not the power rangers they're the superman family you know uh not enough capes mm-hmm. uh yeah i guess edna mode must have designed these disgusting i i um i agree I think that one of the cool things about um, the Superman characters is the iteration on the design of Superman's costume to do interesting things that speak to the individual characters. And this doesn't reflect that. To me, this reflects, like Kale said, uniformity. Um, And I don't think that's too interesting, especially when they're all on the page together. It's like, wow, cool. Um, 
they're all Superman, but not. Um, and I and, and that's another reason why I feel like they probably should be doing their own thing. I just don't think this is sustainable. Why do I care about the what? What do I need a Justice League for? They're all they're all like, oh my god, this is the most powerful group of people ever assembled. Batman. Yeah. What? The the fact that like the news at the beginning of the article started with crime is on the rise. I'm like, who would be stupid enough to do a crime? Who like to do anything <laughs> in Metropolis at this point? Like you're 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 not only you have to be a masochist at that point. One yeah. of the one of Bendis's big points during his run was like Superman can only really focus on the big stuff, so the the bad guys can just do normal crime at the lower level, um, and he won't notice really. Um, you, you probably couldn't God. even litter with these guys floating around. He, I bet Superman's I like Bendis. pulling jaywalkers <laughs> out of the street and breaking their ribs in the in the process. You know, like <laughs> oops. Oh my God, that's your that's your Superman head cannon. Yeah, yeah, pretty like, dark. Like, like like John Kent helps an old lady across the street, but dislocates her shoulder or something because it's a little too fast. Now for John Kent, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> yeah, I think Philip Kennedy Johnson's script, he really seems to have nailed what is effective, what works about Superman. Um, I do feel like this script was a little bit more like, I don't know, cheesy, hammy. Than a lot of what we've gotten from him, but you know uh, that's okay because I get it. It's Superman, and I understand what Johnson's going for. But there has to be something to match that, and that's why I'm excited by the last page. I want to see where things go with Metallo um, because pure hokey, cheesy optimism does not a story make. And obviously, Philip Kennedy Johnson is talented enough to know that. So. What's the breakdown between Williamson's Superman run and Action Comics? So I know Johnson's doing action. Is that about the family? Is that going to be all family-based? It's more of a team book? Is that how it is? I want to say that's the case. Okay. That 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 action is more about everyone. Okay. But I I don't recall for sure. So Let's let's I, talk about Oh, go ahead, Kale. Sorry. Uh just quickly as we're transitioning. Um I would love more of the main story than these backups. This main stuff is far too short to go into mm. these long backups for this. This drove me crazy. Mm. I felt like nothing happened, and then finally something happened, and then I have to go into a backup. And mm. and I wonder what happens with that, because this is a supersized issue. Like, how do you yeah. balance that and the non-supersized issues coming up? Like, Well, the... The ones we read before, I felt the same way. Fair. Like these backups are killing me. Were they like five pages usually or something? Well, five pages is a lot when, you know, no. the main story is, you know. Like 22. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. agreed. What's, that, what's that math? Somebody help me here. 16? Something like that. Yeah. Can't math. Let's talk about those backups. So Lee Weeks, bro. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Hot Which out the gate. That? So Marco, that that team, um, um, Lee Weeks and uh, Jurgens. Jurgens. Yeah, so Jurgens. Okay. They did a Superman. What was Superman? Story. This with okay. the John Kent. Um, after we just talked about it, convergence. Um, mm. it was one of the one things that actually shot off a convergence that stayed in the main universe. When there was That's two right. Supermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's part of that story. So this is a weird continuation of that. Oh. Um, so the creative team here is Dan Jurgens, Lee Weeks, Elizabeth Brettweiser. Nice to see her getting some work here. Uh, big fan. Rob Lay on letters. Um, this is uh, a story that sees the Superman family of Clark, Lois, and John going to their old California home uh, that Batman, I guess, purchased so that they could keep it in the family. Um this felt like a continuation to a lot of stuff that I haven't read. It's a continuation of the um of the the 30th anniversary of Doomsday, Death of Superman event. So it's a continuation of that. It's a continuation of what Tyler was just talking about. But it also takes place at a time when John Kent was still a kid. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Um I liked it fine. I had no issues with it in particular, but I don't get it. I don't I, like, I don't get why this would be included as a backup an ongoing backup at that in action. Mm. I, I think this is to satisfy the fans that all don't care for the fact that John was aged up. Give like, him a I, book. Think, I think that John was starting to finally gain his traction as a character during like super sons and that when he was still a kid like this and then he got aged up suddenly, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. there's, there's a want there for this, whether or not it needs to be a, a middle backup in the main action comics. I can't say the reasoning for that. Um, but I also can't say it would, it would be able to, I guess, last as a mini series or something. DC doesn't really do mini series anyway, but I see the point of it and I don't mind it. I mean, it's got a good ass team. So, Uh, I don't know. How much is this comic book? It's only five bucks. That's not too bad, I guess. I'm not a proponent of backups. I think of a story strong. Uh, give it its own, you know, give it its own, um, you know, mini or whatever. Uh, that being said, you guys did seem to like it. The art's real good. The yeah. art's yeah. very good. Lead weeks. Wow. Uh, I, I thought it was easy enough to jump into. I, I didn't realize that it was like extension of something else. Um, but I, I had fun with it. You jump in, quick in, uh, in and out. Marco loves a quick in and out. Ayo! Oh, in and out burger's pretty oh, good. Oh, man, I want burgers so better. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I do too. The last backup we got uh, is um, about Power Girl. It's a, it's a Power Girl backup um, written by Leah Williams with art by uh, Margaret Sauvage. Yep. Right? Hmm. Um, letters by Becca Carey. And... Um, there are a lot of words. Uh, it explains a lot <laughs> yeah. of stuff. This is exposition. The backup, like I... the amount of ba the amount of exposition in this is astronomical. Yeah, yeah. But once it finally got into it, I thought it was really cool. Same. Uh, but man, that was a lot of words. <laughs> T to be fair. It's trying to catch you up to speed on something you might not have read. So it has some yeah. heavy yeah. lifting to do. Like, I haven't even gotten to that issue of Lazarus Planet yet, you know? Um, the event's not even mm -hmm. done yet, and we're already dealing with the fallout in this book. So, like, right. I don't 
fault it that much for that. Um, but I think it's a smart move. It, it's it's making power. It, it's finally distinguishing Power Girl as her own thing, specifically mm-hmm. with her power set. Um, and it's also trying to do that thing that I feel like comics has always been trying to do, which is come up with superhero therapy. And sometimes you get heroes in crisis. Um, sometimes you get like James Robinson's Scarlet Witch, which I actually enjoy, you know? Um, so I, I, I kind of dig that part of it. I, I like how it dealt with the fallout of Dark Crisis too a bit. Um, and the Sauvage art is good. <laughs> um, Belair's were yeah, crisp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the art. Um, and it also gave a reason for Power Girl's boob window. So, again, heavy lifting. Uh, Leave it to Leah Williams. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> the, uh, I'm forgetting her name, but the, the girl in green, she looked like Shigo from uh, Kim Possible. Looked like yeah. your wet dreams, Marco. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, you, that was a, that, that was, all right, I'm not going to say shit. <laughs> I'm okay. Listen, it's <laughs> Shigo. Whatever you're about to say, you're right. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so that was Lilith. She's an ancient Teen Titans character. Mm. Um, that much like uh, the rest of old continuity has come back. Uh, but I, she, uh, she hasn't done a ton to be memorable. Hmm. Um, I did like the therapy part. Um, that was good. Seeing Beast Boy have to deal with what happened to him in Dark Crisis, that was really effective. But it's just a weird place for Power Girl. Um, yeah. This story doesn't really make sense to me because it features there's a lot of incongruence. Like, Power Girl doesn't really fit for this particular type of story, but it works really well for what Beast Boy's going through. And I like that Nightwing is a leader who would do something as granular as this. So it speaks a lot to them, but Power Girls is kind of there. Um, so I liked it, and I think that it'll be better once we can get a backup that doesn't have to do so much exposition. Um, yeah. But I don't really understand. I don't know that I learned anything more about Power Girl that I cared to know. I think the 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 one part that I, I think they're trying to do here, too, is also like, Make Power Girl the the Superman of magic because Superman can't do magic, so she kind of fills in a slot that interesting was never really filled in. So, That's a good point. I like that. Um, I would say pull overall. This is yeah, you know same. the main story is reason enough to come, and if you like the backups, then great. Yeah, pull. It's good value too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, pull. All right. Let's uh, shift into the uh, Bat Territory with the next installment of the One Bad Day series. This time we're talking Catwoman. Uh, We've got G. Willow Wilson on the script. Art and colors by Jamie McKelvey. Clayton Cowles on the letters. So we've, we've lambasted these One Bad Day books for not really, not really um, sticking to the letter of the concept since they're supposed to live in the spirit of killing joke and none of them have really felt quite like that, except maybe the Riddler. Um, I think this one probably in my mind strays the furthest 
from stray what <laughs> thanks Tyler Wait. from what we're supposed to be doing here um so the story is that cat catwoman uh you know she's a thief she steals things whatever and i think what you willow wilson is trying trying to do is give us a foundation for why catwoman does this so there's a scene in the book that shows selena her sister and her mother when selena was young and her mom is trying to sell what she believes to be a precious family heirloom uh, to a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pawn shop. Yeah, pawn shop. Thank you. And the guy's like, oh, it's a fake. I'll give you 200 bucks. I think the idea is that Catwoman sees what she believes to be essentially a theft right there. And she learns that the value of things is not based around anything real. It's based around what's in people's minds. So what does it matter if she steals one thing because the value of anything is arbitrary? Um, I guess. And that she would never again be in a situation where she couldn't afford things and would have to be as low as her mom was that day. So maybe the book is trying to say that that's her worst day ever. A, I don't believe that at all. And B, that has nothing to do with like modern Catwoman. I think that, yeah. you know, I, I just, I, it's a weird, it's, I don't think there's a bad story by any means, but it's kind of a weird one. I do think it was a bad story. Fair enough. Right. I think it was paper thin. I don't think this story was uh, worth the paper it was printed on. <laughs> I, uh, wow. it's thin. I think the captions and the, uh, 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 the scant dialogue uh, between, you know, tons of panels are just, it's just not, there's nothing there. There's no reason this book had to be 70 pages. This was know. the thinnest of them all, too, right? Like, it, I read this so fast. You buy yeah, physically, yeah. so I, I, thin, thinness and thickness doesn't really mean much to me. It's still this, well, this like thick. It, <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a fast read. And uh, for this premise, it shouldn't have been. Like, this was, uh, like, if not for McKelvey art on this, I I would have been pretty upset that I had to spend so much money. And I'm not going to lie. I'm still not thrilled. I have a possibly hotter take. Uh-oh. I didn't like, I didn't care much for the McKelvey. It's not his best. Here's the thing. Best. It looks good, but none yeah. of it looks like it's moving. It yeah. feels stunted. It feels like it's a series of pinups, really, rather than actual sequential art. And I don't know, just because he hasn't done sequential art in a while. Um, yeah. None of it I felt like think... it was actually moving. I felt like I was looking at frames yeah. of film rather than the art dictating the movement for me, which is necessary even, in a Catwoman story. And even in that, uh, uh, that rooftop scene where she, you know, gets the guards and breaks yeah. into the, the museum. Like he's done panels like that before that are tremendous. Yeah. But this was like, there were bits of it that were almost cartoony in a good way, but not in a way that's his normal style. And it, didn't help it yeah like i'm not saying the art was bad i think it looks good i really like his design for catwoman 
Um, yeah. McKelvey is unmatched when it comes to like actual like streetwear and modern clothing and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but in terms of paneling, it was basic. Yeah. 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 It just felt like a guy who does cover art constantly going back into sequentials. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, uh, one of the things that lended to it feeling static were the angles that he would shoot. He, he had like very specific camera angles. So like that same scene that you guys mentioned on the rooftop, if you look at it, it's kind of like coming down uh down and angled over to the i guess towards the right and if you scroll over just two panels or two pages rather that same angle is present in uh catwoman just kind of like pinned up and then if you keep scrolling through you see a lot of those like the the first opening where she's in the chair same same framing i think what he ended up doing was repeating a lot of that framing which made it feel repetitive and made it feel static because the the opening splash has the same thing uh, at some point where she's putting on the costume same angles uh, i think that helped uh, that contributed to that feeling of it just feeling static i, I think there was still movement because there are definitely moments where she's looking at the diamond and she moves a little bit and her hair kind of stays where it is but her body has moved there's bits of that but um for me it was mostly the way that he framed the story i I agree it wasn't the strongest art I've seen from him, but I think it was still good and carried me along enough because Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I didn't mind the the script, but it definitely didn't feel as robust. And I'm glad I had the McKelvey art to guide me along quicker. Why was Batman in this comic book? Yo, word. Just have some sexual tension in the book. Kind of hot. Well, what sexual attention? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that like Batman not being here would have markedly improved this, but I, by the time he appeared, I was like, come on, he was useless in Bane. He's useless here. He's just like it's not. It just felt odd. And by the time I was nearing the end of this, I was like, wait, holy shit, what's the resolution going to be? There's like yeah. five, yeah. six pages left, and where are we going here? This thing just ended. I feel like this would have been a lot better if G. Willow Wilson had like maybe five issues, four issues. Agree. To do something. It also leaves the main villain up in the air, and like we'll never get the resolution to that. No. Why why would you establish something like that in a book like this? Yeah. Unless she knows something we don't know. And, and I thought it was a good concept, too, like having these dueling thieves, one that's a bit older and more skilled and can, can kind of like teach her something. Sorry for the dog in the back. But I think that was that I was frustrated by the most. I'm like, oh, I'm engaged by who this person is. And Batman has a case against her and she has stakes in it now. And then she's walking away into the sunset going like, let's grab coffee. I just why couldn't Catwoman take this old lady? Yeah, what was that about? We'll never know. Yeah, no resolution there. I'm, I, and I, I don't see a narrative reason why that would be the case. Like, I'm like maybe the lesson was like some things you just can't beat. You know, I, I don't know if that's what G Willow Wilson was going for, but that doesn't feel that strong. And I wish there was a better conclusion. And G Willow Wilson is so good. Uh, she's such a talented writer 
This one was kind of surprising. I wasn't as negative on on it as you guys. I I I like spending time with Catwoman. I, I found that to be fun, um, and I like seeing her in a situation that she couldn't just work her way out of. She ultimately loses, but she kind of wins because she learns a valuable lesson about life, and she's gonna presumably have a better relationship with her sister going forward. And I, I like all that, but I just think that um, this needed more space and time to be something. I don't think the one bad day format suited the story at all. It almost feels like G Willow Wilson had her dream pitch for a Catwoman story in her mind. And when they gave her this, she was like, Oh, now's the chance. Let's do it. I will say that last page. Uh, hate to see her go, but love to watch her leave, buddy. She got that, that one marinate for a bit. <laughs> got that BBL buddy. I feel like having a BBL would very much intrude upon Catwoman's work. That being said, about that. Well, <laughs> uh, it's a little hard to be stealth when you got that dump truck wagon. She, she's going to be like trying to go underneath those like museum lasers and just like oh, <laughs> she three. clips it. Yeah, Not wagon those, alert. <laughs> Not if those uh, heights are suction cupped on there. They're clamping everything down. Unbelievable. Uh I like this enough that I would say pull it. I I I had fun. It's like it's one of the like it's one of the um the like closest to not a pull, but a pull that I've that I've done. But the art was good to me. I, I didn't I didn't have any of the problems you guys did. And the script was solid enough that uh I had an alright time. So it's like a I, poll when you're when you're at your comic shop and you take it off the shelf and you're like, I don't know if I want it. But then one of the comic book store employees looks at you and you're like, oh, they saw me touching it. I got to pick it up now. Wow. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah, once or twice. Bro, I'll stare. I'll stare right back at them. Put it right back down. I'll even give it an extra touch. Yeah, but we've established you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do say pull it. Into the trash. Ooh. Oh, wait a moment. Hold on. We're talking about G. Willow Wilson and Jamie McKelvey right Listen. now. Listen. In the recycling bin. Pull, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, you're digital. Yeah. Get, uh, get, uh, get your act together. These two pros like this? Come on. I got to say, whoever did the copy for when One Bad Day was announced, they only yeah. read Riddler. Like, that's all they had. Yeah. Yeah. I just nope. I, I I even even compared to the worst of these so far, the two faces. This one. is okay. This is like, I mean, this is nothing. Is it bad because the team is so big and should be better? I think that's got to be a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet Good. you pull. Into the trash. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. 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 I, I just yeah. like how the last so two I issues pass, of One Bad but... Day have been great days for these people. <laughs> I got to say, even with the McKelvey art, pass. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. And and it was just like, I just kind of run to the mill. I don't know. No. Nah. I, I was excited me. about this. I love McKelvey. Same. McKelvey's. Top guy, one of, one of the top guys for me. Easy. Top, a big phon phonogram top guy? Top three? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Von yeah. Erb's so good. Uh, I just like this was the book that I was excited for out of all this. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. What do we have next? Like Clayface, I think, and Raj Al Ghul, right? Uh, Clayface for sure. I, didn't, I actually forgot there was a Ra's Al Ghul one. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Clayface. That's that's hype. That could be good. No. Well, the problem is Tyler. They literally all could have been good. They just sure, yeah. all aren't good. This just all feels like. Remember, it, it, we're probably going on what fifteen years at this point. But remember, like, not 15, maybe maybe 10. But remember when they had Joker's Asylum, which was like a series of one-shots that were just Arkham Asylum people and it's just a one-shot? That's what it feels uh, like. I think so. Yeah, it does. And even, but even then, this is like the heaviest hitters that DC has access to. Yeah, and it still feels like that, which I think is the disappointment. I think I would love to like we do the five G files. I want to do the one bad day files. <laughs> I think that I there has to be a reason for all this because this is isn't the, like if G Willow Wilson's writing Catwoman, that shit's gonna be good. Yeah, that's I, in my mind. To to me, this feels rushed somehow. Yeah, there's something off. This like one they're... didn't have art during the announcement, right? No, we didn't. I didn't know Jamie McKelvey. They announced it, but they didn't have art for it. There was no promotional art. I remember oh, that specifically. No, this was definitely not. One. This is the only one without it. So it could have very well been rushed. Yeah. Um, That Ray Shagul one is the one bad day, like Talia walking through the door and being like, Dad, guess who my boyfriend is? Probably. That was his best day ever. Are you kidding me? Ray Shagul loved the hell out of Bruce Wayne. He still does. They want him in the family. I feel like that's technically. Yeah, technically. Oh, all right. That was Rachel Gould's best day. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, you mind? You mind if I uh, go shirtless with your boyfriend and uh, fight him in the woods or or the the desert rather? Sword fight him in the desert. Super. And Bruce was cool. He literally took he literally took Batman into the desert to have a sword fight, as Kale put it. Uh, in other words, to have a whoa. dick measuring contest with his future son-in-law that his daughter would sexually assault while on drugs. That's what we're talking about here. You don't know that? I, I, did, I learned something new today. Hey, you got you to gotta read those old uh, Batman comics. Get you an education. Neil Adams had a – he was wild. What's, what's the word you said? Com- comics? Not familiar. Dan Dan Trudeau says, is the problem that there isn't much left to do with many of these characters? They also seem like new takes on old stories to me, except Riddler. I think there's an endless amount of things to do with every character in existence because every single person is unique. Anybody who comes to any of these characters will have a unique idea for them um, if they're competent enough to be hired to write them. That's the idea, right? Theoretically. So that to me will never be the problem. There's something underneath the the hood of all these books that doesn't equate to the quality we're used to from these creative teams. And Catwoman in particular is the most egregious because she's the only one out of any of these characters that can hold an ongoing and has done that and is doing it right now. So that proves there's good Catwoman stories to be told. This just ain't one of them. Uh, And I also think she is pretty much solidly not a villain anymore. Like, 
Brooklyn man says that Catwoman was also a month late. I didn't realize that. That's good context. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. By the way, if you're watching us anywhere and you haven't subscribed or you haven't followed or anything like that, please do. Helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. As we roll on and talk about the penultimate issue of The Human Target. Book 11, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. This is our uh, book of 2022. If you haven't yet watched The Pallies, which you should, um, this book won that award. Clayton Cowles on the letters. Um one of the best creative teams working in comics right now. I'm sad that this book is ending because it's been so good. But I don't know if this issue did it for me the way that the rest of the series has. Mm, this is going to be divisive. Okay. I had compl- uh, 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 complicated feelings about this too. Same. Not I it. loved this issue. <laughs> I, yeah, don't get me wrong. I thought it was great. But, but I loved it because it bucks comic book trend for a penultimate issue. It's the exact opposite of it tonally than what you would normally feel. Um, this feels more like French New Wave film, really, than it does big two superhero comics. Um, I loved how quiet it was. I loved how slow it was. Um Nothing happens in this issue, quite literally. It is just a, a moment in time where you, you, you deal with Ice and Christopher Chance and the repercussions of everything that's happened in the series. Um, and I like that because of it. And it has Greg Smallwood. Visually, the way this was represented really reminded me of the book Criminal. Yeah. 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 Which is not a knock, obviously. I love that stuff. Um, I thought from a visual standpoint, this book this book has never missed a beat. Like, that's not going to happen, you know? Um, Greg Smallwood is the draw, I think. Greg Smallwood was the draw of Tom King. So for him to be the draw for us makes a lot of sense, you know? Um, I just, by the time we got to the pages where Ice was explaining everything, my mind was like, well, I know that. What did she say that we don't know? It's not about what she said. It's that she's saying it finally. Yeah, she's saying it finally, and then she's bearing the guilt of it, and her, and she's recognizing her involvement with affecting another human who is innocent. I think. I think that was the what that explanation was for. She was trying to like by telling. She was trying to absolve. Hmm. An, an innocent human uh, uh, and an innocent human with whom she's now in love. Right. 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 Which that I liked. I liked that um, admission and 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 uh, the fact that, you know, her plan, her plan would have gone fantastically if she didn't love this guy. Um, so that's all good. I guess I. In retrospect, nothing was particularly well hidden by Tom King. Um, maybe that wasn't his agenda. Hmm. Um, I'm reminded of Strange Adventures. When we got to this same exact point in Strange Adventures and the explanation of everything that went on, I remember being like, 
oh my god like i knew it all like it was all similarly obvious but the way it was broken out was like oh my god this is so horrible so tragic so intense and maybe i just don't feel that same way about uh christopher chance and ice even though they're obviously in love but the moment just didn't hit me the same way i couldn't get lost in it the way i would have liked I think when she started to explain it, uh, as much as similarly, I was like, okay, we we know this. Like, I'm not learning anything new. She's been here from day one, right? Like, I, what am I supposed to feel? And it wasn't until she kind of broke down where they're just kind of they're they're sitting on this little floaty thing, they're cuddling, and she just like starts to to weep, and it, it was that moment where I'm like, oh, it's not necessarily about the actions. It's going to be about now, how is she going to live with this? Mm. And I think that 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 sold it for me in in that context specifically, because I agree with you that compared to you know the the travesty of mass genocide uh, in Strange Adventures, this is you know small small potatoes, right? Uh, and but she's hurting now, and I think that that was bittersweet, and that's the thing that I was latching onto that feeling of well, she can't do anything. She hurt this person. She loves him. He's, and and he's, uh, uh, he's not afraid of, of death. As And we've gotten that context because of obviously his profession, but now he's also, he's being comforted. Mm. And that was just terrible for her. So I, I was more wrapped in that emotion. I like the whole premise of like somebody who was good their entire life has done the good thing every time, you know, she describes herself as like, you know, the good girl all the time. And the one time because a bad person drove her to meet them and be bad at the same time, it doesn't Mm. work out. Right. And because of that, somebody innocent is dying at this point. And that's like so compelling to me. Because it's not a big DC story. It's literally a, a story. It's poison. You know, It's they even mentioned like, oh, it's got to be something that's not, you know, bombastic that a superhero could have done it. You know, it's got to be subtle. And I like the subtleness of the story. This this feels a lot more like, you know, Shawnee mentioned criminal, but it feels a lot more like just like a, a non-DC book. And because of that, I think is why I'm liking it. I think this whole book is about Dabda. Uh, what? Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. The steps of uh, grief. Makes a lot of sense. Expound. I don't know if I can. Um, Because I haven't read the first half of the book. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah. Damn, dude. You gotta. Uh, gotta. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, I still got. Yeah. I've still got uh, gift cards from uh, Christmas, and uh, it's just going use, straight just, to no. Just use the DC login. No, I, do you not listen to anything I'm saying? <laughs> why are you gonna? But why are you gonna use it on Amazon if you can read it for free? I'm not using it on Amazon. I've got gift cards for a physical book. Oh, oh, oh. The okay. Books are physical. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> forget? I forget. I forget these things. Yeah, I forget these things. I, I like physical books i have a bookshelf okay cut cut him some Mm. slack kale he's all zeros and ones up in there (laughs) we'll get into junkyard joe in a second okay tyler uh but i um i I, and i can see that through christopher chance 
you know, as I'm sort of going through what I know about what I've read. Um, but um, uh, 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 I'd be interested to take a look at the series through the eyes of Ice mm. uh, to see if she goes through the same thing. Man, if only that Tales from the Human Target, that that one shot we had during the summer could have been something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I Manny Manny said uh um taking a bullet for Lex innocent. And I got to say, I I kind of agree. In this issue, we also learned that not only did Christopher Chance take a bullet for Lex Luthor or like, you know, metaphorically speaking, um he also goes to prison for people who should be in prison. Like, what are we talking about right now? Why is that good? That's not good. He didn't even, like, Tom King didn't even bother to say, like, these are innocent men who are being unfairly. Like, to afford Christopher Chance's um, uh, talents, you have to be rich. And to afford his talents and be going to prison, you have to be bad. So Christopher Chance helps bad people all the time. Yeah, but I think I also think the this series has gone out of its way to say Christopher Chance isn't a good guy. Yeah, I never got, I never took it that way. He thought he killed Guy Gardner. Yeah, but he, Guy Gardner's a jerk. He that doesn't mean you get to Guy kill Gardner. him. Like <laughs> Guy Gardner was beating his ass though. Like, what are you supposed Sean, to do? You would have killed like... me multiple times. If being a jerk was enough to 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 kill someone over it. Well, I listen. don't think you're a jerk. Jeez, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't try and put yourself on my level. That's yeah. I don't think Kale's a jerk either. That's your projection, Tyler. <laughs> I'm talking about Christopher Chance, and I'm telling you that to me, this guy sucks. And I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that. And yeah. then with this issue, I was like, oh wait, Ice actually sucks too. Oh my god, oh, I don't man. like these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. They're complicated. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you should check out this movie uh, called Breathless. Uh, it deals with like this this woman who's about like me this, right now. This yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not about asthma. Um, it's like this woman who's <laughs> oh, like this good like girl it, in France, and she meets like this bad boy, and like a lot like they drive to the French countryside, running away from the cops and stuff. But I feel like I get a lot of it from this uh, in mm. this book, uh, specifically when they're, they're in the car together. It's like Godard, you know, screenshots from a Godard movie. Um, Tyler, what a pull, Tyler. French New Wave? Come on, buddy. You think Sean would like it? Mm. You think Sean's a Jean-Luc Godard kind of guy? or He's heady, but I feel like the cinematography is not it. Okay. All right. Worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, everything I've set aside, this is still very good. Like, take it the lead. Yeah. Uh, same. Yeah. yeah. Same. Duh. This is the uh, human targets level of like very good, for example, versus great or whatever is not the same scale as another comic. Not to me. Um, in the sense that human target is is so much better than pretty much everything else that comes out every month. Uh, that's funny because Alexander Bruno on YouTube says, I gave this book another shot since you guys love it. And the Smallwood art is gorgeous and makes it worth it. But I just feel nothing reading it. It's the most Tom King piece ever. See, that's how I felt about Strange Adventures. Hmm. I but believe... I, yeah, go ahead. I love this. 
I see, Kale, I see why you love this. It like and I obviously I do too, but like I see why you love this and didn't necessarily love Strange Adventures. For some reason in my mind that I cannot explain, that makes sense to me based on your character. There's something noirish about mm. this. There's something really like sexy about this. I could easily see this being like an hour-long movie. Um, like like I I I love this story, but I think what what Bruno is saying makes sense to me. The love and the like heat between Ice and Christopher Chance, so to speak. It, right. If you don't buy into that, then I'm not sure what's here. And I could easily mm. see another reader being like, who cares? Okay, so she tried to kill Lex. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. What, what I, don't buy I, into. I choose to love it anyway. What I don't buy into is how they can just sit on ice and lounge on top of ice. Like, it's not comfortable like Ooh. that. Maybe she can. I don't know. That's her power set. But sure. He can't. Yeah. Like, even <laughs> yeah. then, like, is she getting it? Like, is it ergonomic? What's the deal here? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. Um, But last thing I really want to point out, because it really, like, it bothered me the whole time I was reading this comic book. Here we go. This, this book had some typos in it. Um, what? Really? Yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah. There's a there's so there's a, the page where they're sitting on that ice that you referred to. It's the one where Ice is telling her backstory and whatnot. It says we moved the edge. We put our feed, F E E D feed, in the water. <gasps> I read right through that. You know. You know what's funny is I registered something. I went. Hang on. Let me read that again. But I didn't. It never clicked. <laughs> we moved the edge. We put our feed in the water. <laughs> Yo, hey, does it work the same way as like a New York Times article? You find an uh, uh, an error here, you get like five bucks. I think if you reach out to Tom King personally, he'll send you ten dollars cash app <laughs> for those two <laughs> uh, for those two uh, uh, snafus. But in any event, uh, this is a great book. Pick of the week, I think. Was that unanimous? No, not Tyler. Right. Mine was action, actually. Yeah, this was close. Right. Yeah, I so. feel like I just feel uh, I can't always give it a human target. You know, like yeah, sure. Yeah, if you don't want to. Listen, Jamie McKelly comes out with a better book. He can't have it. <laughs> Fair. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't you know, know if we can ever reach out to Jamie for the show. You guys, like, yeah. Don't worry, he ain't coming. <laughs> Jesus. Cancel like, hey, like, hey, we got Jeff Johns. We we can get Jeff Johns. We can get Jamie McKell. Did you? Right? Did no he like more. take a parking hey, spot for you or something, Kale? I listen. I like him. I like him a lot. Did he get like the uh, um um uh the last meat pie at that pastry shop that Brits go to? I I was trying to get references, but I had lost them halfway. All right. Well. Thanks. Uh, Junkyard Joe is about a peop- is about a group of people who lost their purpose. Junkyard Joe. Uh, so that too. Fucking hell. Yeah. God. Let's talk about uh, Junkyard Yo number four. <laughs> Tyler, I want to I- tell you this. Um, my girlfriend and I had a very big laugh about that after you said it. Like, have I said privately. that before? You did <laughs> the last time we reviewed that. Junkyard Joe, and I. I we were yeah we were on the floor. I got the Spanish um, translation. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is uh 
the last time I will say this is the only issue of Junkyard Joe that we all collectively have not read uh, in advance. Um, so we all came into this with completely fresh eyes. Junkyard Joe, of course, is by Jeff Johns with Gary Frank, the uh, one of the greatest duos of all time. I I feel comfortable saying, uh, writer artist duos. Brad Anderson on colors. You add him to the list. I mean, it's incredible. And Rob Lay is pretty phenomenal too on the letters. Um, this issue I enjoyed a lot. It did the thing that I think we all said it couldn't do, which is that it was also another slow, talky issue. Mm-hmm. We all said that the third one was the last one that could really afford to be that way. Um, and this one continued that trend. So in this book, the family that like moved right next to um, Muddy Davis, uh, the kids end up stumbling upon the fact that Junkyard Joe's real and exists and lives in a house right next to them. Um, and uh, Junkyard Joe or Davis wants to take Junkyard Joe to the VA to get some uh to get his head checked out that's more or less what happens in this book now that's a simplification because there is a lot of drama and there's family stuff and things like that that's all cooking there's a very very cool special guest appearance if you will that actually jeff johns told us what happened he teased this he didn't explicitly say it but he teased it so kale you're making a face let me tell you because you're the one who solved this at that time you Jeff John said that there would be that there would be some really cool things in issue four related to the 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 strips that Muddy Davis wrote. And you said, Kale, oh, so what are we gonna get like the peanuts or something? Oh. And then Jeff John said, I can't I can't say anything about that. All I can say is that you guys will be very Pleasantly surprised. Something of that nature. That might not have been the exact verbiage. And that's exactly what happened. I am so fucking clever. (laughs) I gotta tell you. If I weren't weren't cursed with the memory I have, I would conquer the world. You want my memory? Because mine's shit. I don't remember making Yunkyard Yo references a week ago. So I think he means... Well, never mind. Um, Mine's bad, too. Yeah, that's... Yeah. we said uh, that this couldn't afford another talkie issue. I don't know, man. We were wrong. I don't know what you want to say. And I think, I think the thing that sold it for me is I was convinced that we would only see the other two siblings uh in the house away from the action right mm-hmm. i did not expect them to uh come come into the uh to see junkyard joe now it's a spielberg movie oh i like that yo that's exactly I, what i thought yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. yes this is et yeah it's the goonies yeah it and i think i think i thought it couldn't handle another slow issue previous to this because in my head I thought the main the actual story was much bigger than it actually is. It's kind of a small story. Mm-hmm. We've only like got thought, two issues to go. Yeah. I thought we would get into the whole government. I thought we would find out his origin. Like, no, it's yeah. really about these guys come to take him back. 
Like, that's all it is. And I think that's fine. I think we can get it in these two issues. The whole trope of put him in a ski mask and bring him into town and people are like, oh, what's going on here? Like, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this issue is fantastic. Um, Jeff Johns... Jeff Johns reminds me of Steven Spielberg in the sense that Jeff Johns understands storytelling so fundamentally that I truly believe he can tell any kind of story he wants Mm -hmm. to be able to tell a comic story that so effortlessly slips into the shoes of a, of a Spielberg esque, Hey, this is a, this is some kind of a creature that we don't know or understand. We're going to throw some kids in here and this is going to be as dark as you think it is. And who are these weird government guys in crazy suits? I don't know, but this is still family friendly and cool. That's what this feels like. And I love it. And yep. and then there's this undercurrent that hit me hard of all these people, Joe, Muddy Davis, the kids, the dad, all of them are dealing with loss. Joe has no purpose. Davis lost his wife. The kids lost their mom. The dad lost his wife. Everybody's dealing with loss. And so this found family, if you will, have come together to process what they're dealing with that won't let them move forward with their lives. And I love it. This is fantastic. Damn, I'm about to make this my pick of the week. Me too. Shit. <laughs> uh, excellent. Just excellent. And, and I, Yeah, you can't hear you, bud. And the the... I think the art again sells all of it. Like there's just a, uh, it's not delicate, but there are moments where uh, junkyard Joe, like Joe is, he's like sneaking behind a wall and it looks a little silly and it's very wholehearted and yeah. tender, tender. It, 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 it hits a lot because you can see the emotion in, in their faces, the way that Frank renders uh, when they're sad, the way that as robotic and as, like no emotion that you had that Joe is, you can see he's timid and that is disarming. Um, I love this thing. Absolutely loved it. I also love that the more this series goes on, the more that it's actually like, to me feeling like the opposite of the strip we first saw Joe in where Joe's better than everybody else. He's the perfect soldier, and all these soldiers are trying to live up to his example, and they can't. I think this is the opposite. Joe functioned perfectly in that environment where he's this, you know, unstoppable Terminator-esque machine of defense. But now that he's in the world, he's no better than anybody else. Joe can't process his loss any better than Muddy or these kids. And it brings him down in a in a in a way as a turn of phrase to their level which makes him more human the, the one thing that bothers me though is like having red geiger like i know where joe ends up and it feels bad <laughs> he just ends up another toy of the government eventually so i mean what are we <laughs> <laughs> and you know what same level as those kids but it but is but is geiger the end fair you know, maybe Joe gets uh, brought back. He's a robot after all. So I love that. Like we've seen, we've seen like his beginning. We've seen his middle, if you consider this to be the middle, and his quote unquote end in Geiger. 
this is so cool. Like, when have you really seen a character's story told over the course of so many years in this way? And this shit just got started. Fair. I'm switching my pick. This is my book of the week. Uh, no, 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 no. Staying. No. Okay. Marco six. It was guns. There we go. Fair enough. Definite pull. Yeah. Okay. Hard. Yeah. And I, uh, sorry. Uh, and I think when when the when the issue ended, and you get past the um, the letters page, you get past some of the the, the other just ads for the national coalition of homeless veterans the that splash of the unnamed now i'm now i'm excited for the rest of this world like i if if this was junkyard joe and this was only six issues and he makes me care so much about this character i can only imagine what the northerner looks like what red coat looks like what because jeff johns as a creator has gotten me excited about this universe we liked geiger enough to come to this and now this has propelled me forward so much more. Dude, the one yeah. thing in that timeline that jumps out to me is uh, in 2025, the first ghost is captured on film. What does that mean? I want to know what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You're yeah, like we've all those seen... orbs that are in my uh, my old family photos that my mom talks about aren't actual ghosts. We've only seen three of these characters. We've seen yeah. the red coat briefly. Mm-hmm. We've seen, obviously, Junkyard Joe, and we've seen Geiger. So all this is space for Johns and Co. to play in and iterate on. And I, I can't wait to see what all that looks like. I need Young Yardio merch is what I need. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. What I would give to have a uh, a pop of Junkyard Joe. Yo. I want the uh, – the uh, what, what was it? Um, Kale, what's the thing, the, the the viewfinder thing with the film in it? They was in the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Were they called viewfinders? Yeah, I think be. that's what Viewmaster. Yeah. Viewmaster? Uh, I remember like Viewfinder. Something like that. But they, one of those was in the book. Or they gave even like those plushes or something. I mean, if you want to really give me like a 112 scale action figure, I won't, I won't hate you. Well, my wallet will. Yeah, View, view, uh, view Master. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah. Well, when we spoke to Jeff, we also brought up that. And uh, he said, Stay tuned. So hopefully yeah. we do get. Uh... I want a Junkyard Joe coffee cup. Uh, you need, you need cup more newsletters. Bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah. Easy pull. Easy pull. Can't wait to see where this goes. Easy pull. Easy recommendation too. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I can't wait for the uh, the Geigerverse to hit uh, TV. I forget who they signed a deal with, but. Uh... Oh, we know that's coming as well. This as like a little mini series. Mm-hmm. This, this smells like a good FX series to me. Yeah. yeah. FX, huh? Mm. They did like Fargo. Oh, Fargo, very good show. Well, agree. That's not the question. Throw it on HBO. The way they're doing The Last of Us right now. Is it good? Oh, oh my it's good. God. It's stellar. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start yeah. watching it tonight. That was one of the subjects of my newsletter, which you can read on patreon.com slash comic spells. Uh, so... Go ahead. Oh, I, th- I thought someone was saying something else. Um, well, we have one last segment here, which is Pals Pulls. This is where we're going to tell you guys what books we're excited for next week. Before we do that, uh, if you have a book you're excited for next week and you want us to review it, let us know those books. Saturday, we're going to put out our list of books that uh, will be on the listener poll, which you can find on Twitter. 
at the Comics Pals. If you want to get something in to be on that poll, you got to let us know as soon as possible. If there's a book in the future you're looking forward to that you want us to review, let us know. This is the way. Other than that, head to Twitter to vote in the poll. We need to not have ties. So as many <laughs> of you can get out there and vote as possible, that helps us out a lot. Vote as cheaply as possible, too. <laughs> All right, so for next week, Kale and Sean want to check out the Flash One Minute War special. Sounds like my sex life, huh? Hey. Right. I, I, I mean, I'm pulling this because it's still the uh, the One Minute War business. I, uh, I I'm I want to know what the deal with these aliens is. I want it to be cooler than what I'm presented with, but I'm still in. I agree. They teased the one minute war in uh Flash 791 um or the one minute war special rather. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, "Wait, what is this?" Well, now we're getting it. And I'm excited for a little more context into what we're dealing with here. Hopefully they can expound on the villains, which has been one of the major criticisms so far of the one minute war. Um I'm still on the hook. I've been enjoying it, so hopefully this just increases my level of enjoyment. Uh, and then Cal and Marco decided to pull Purgatory Must Die. Let's go, boy. If you told me this Hell was yeah. issue two, I couldn't tell you because it's pretty much the same cover. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. Um, <laughs> I think it is the same cover. It's a different pose. <laughs> no, no, different pose. Yeah, different pose, same background. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is Ray Fox, uh, Alvaro Saraseca. And uh, we reviewed the first issue. You guys can go check that out. And pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and pick up a Dynamite issue number two. There you go. That's what I like yeah, to I'm hear. Not, I'm not going to enjoy a Dynamite book, but I'm not going to enjoy picking up a Dynamite book. But it's dumb, and I had fun. So uh, let's if, go. If we put this on the uh, Lister poll, what's the over-under on it winning again? People, it depends on how many burners Matt Murphy has. <laughs> oh, I can I, tell you. Cool. Good amount. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> I did not know that, but uh, I mean, I... good amount. Watch out. <laughs> a, a a mentally unstable amount. <laughs> uh, Matt Murphy. Wow, we got to get him on this podcast. He's yeah. like, no, no, he's yeah. borderline the fifth member without like with with only one appearance on this on this. He's uh, like the um. <laughs> The guy in Home Improvement, the neighbor who like lives on like the other side of the fence, and like, I only see yeah, glimpses Wilson. of him, you know. Tyler, you you uh, you're a Howard Stern fan, you know Ralph. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's our Ralph. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, I don't have my Baba Booey button anymore, but hey, now, <laughs> unfortunately, um, Marco, Breath of Shadows, number one from uh, IDW. So this is by Rich Dueck and Alex Cormack. Um, I've actually been following Duke Dweck for quite a bit. Uh, Cormac as well. They've been they worked on Sea of Sorrows, which I shouted out a few months back when they had that, and then Road of Bones as well. They do mostly horror stuff. This is part of their um, of series where they yeah. do something of Sea of, and uh, this is the next iteration of that. There's one more after this, and they're usually four issue miniseries. Um, this one might be one of five, but I don't know. Uh, it'll it'll typically vary, and they've been really good. He's a solid writer. I have a lot of fun with it, and it's usually in a horror vein, which is my jam. So um, excited to pick this one up. This one's got bugs on the cover, so I don't like it. 
Yeah, it was creepy. The other oh, one no. was uh, no Sea of Sorrows was mermaids, but like See, deadly. Hey, if I got to go out, there are worse ways. Um, and for me, uh, I want to check out Dark Web Finale number one because Dark Web has been a lot of fucking fun. Um, I've been enjoying a lot of Dark Web. Uh, and I'm curious to see the, the conclusion to it. Um, then, strangely, I'm going to pick up Avengers number 65. Uh, this is part six of the Avengers Assemble um, story, which is the, the culmination of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. Uh, and this one touts it as being the the issue where the prime Avengers identity is revealed. And which what? means nothing to anyone not reading the book. <laughs> I, I mean, I know who it is. Who if is you it? want the spoiler now. Yeah. It's Mr. Sinister, obviously. <laughs> uh, I thought I was, I was going to say it was, uh, it was it's Tom Brevoort. <laughs> um, I think that one tracks more. But. What, what issue is that, Tyler? Uh, 65. Ooh, four early to jump on, bud. Uh, we're not even going to hit it. I think Avengers number one is a new number one, so it might have legacy numbering, but even then, it's not even in there. It whatever. wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, Too late. This is the whole Avengers Assemble thing has been a buck wild uh, fight with multiple Mephistos and alternate reality, Dr. Doom and Mystique and Green Goblin. It's been very comic booky, almost to a negative, but uh, it's stupid fun. So I'm kind of excited to see it end. Uh, but those are our palpables. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably review some amount of those on the show next week. Avengers. Yep. Uh, of course. I, I purgatory has like an infinitely better chance than Avengers. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> if you want to influence again, what we review, please do uh, get into the poll that's on Twitter. It goes up on Saturdays generally uh, within, you know, 20, 30 minutes after the main show ends. So head on over there and vote. You have until Wednesday. So you've got time Wednesday at like midday, 12 PM ish Eastern. So you have time to vote. Do that. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support us if you enjoy what we do. And we give back. We give you guys uh, our newsletters. We give you guys palling around, which is an exclusive show we do over there and a lot of other cool stuff. Um, so just head on over to the website and check it out. Uh, book club voting is also on there. So if you want to influence yes. what, uh, what book we read for the book club, uh, that's where you do it. I think we're doing uh, Black Sad. So. Did that one win? I mean, the last time I checked, which was uh, two days ago, uh, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. Head on over there for that. Watch this show live. Catch us live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Saturdays for the main podcast, which is at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern, where we're always having fun. Tyler. <laughs> I don't trust you. Something's up. I'm not... I have no plans. Well, you good at you good at kayfabe it then. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate your use it. of that verbiage, even if no one else does. Happy Royal Rumble! Enjoy the Royal Rumble. We'll see you before then, hopefully. But if we don't, have a blast. And also that, with you. Yes, Sean. Who you got? We'll talk about that Saturday. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it. Until then, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week.